Album University brings you the Chicago radio newsman who knows little about, actually shockingly little about, even the most celebrated bands and albums of all time. And he's got way too much time on his hands, so now he's listening to all of the greatest albums ever recorded, start to finish, one album at a time. And lucky you, he's sharing what he's learned. Here's your host, Vinyl Virgin, Vic Vaughn. Welcome back, Vinyl Virgins. I apologize. It has been a while. I lost access to the studios that I use to produce this Album University podcast. I lost the access during the pandemic. So I'm very excited to be back. And this episode, episode four, James Brown, Live at the Apollo. It's a great follow-up to our last episode, which focused on Led Zeppelin's untitled fourth album. Because John Bonham, legendary drummer for Led Zeppelin, one of the greatest of all time, listened to a lot of funk, and especially James Brown, otherwise known as the Godfather of Soul. So now, ladies and gentlemen, it is start time. Are you ready for start time? We start the show, James Brown and the Famous Flame. That was a little from track one on the album, which is just an introduction. The man behind that voice, Lucas Fats Gunder. He played the organ for the famous flames this album moves fast 11 tracks uh, some of which are just like the last one an introduction or in some cases it's an instrumental intermission so you get through the entire album in just 32 minutes a little from track two, the opening track on the album. It's called I'll Go Crazy. It's a very early James Brown song. He recorded it with the Famous Flames. Uh, Famous Flames are a rhythm and blues band. I didn't know that. I had to look into the Famous Flames. Um, They're a rhythm and blues band. They were founded by Bobby Bird in 1953. Now, Bird discovered James Brown, or at least he's accredited with discovering James Brown. A year later, in 1954, and he recruited James Brown into the Famous Flames. Now, I'll Go Crazy was one of many songs that the Famous Flames put out that hit the top 40. And it was written by James Brown in 1956. And by then, he'd become the lead singer of the Famous Flames. It was only the fourth R&B hit for James Brown. Long career. Lots of people have covered it. Now, I love James Brown's version. But this time, I also went through a bunch of the covers just to see Chris Isaac, Rolling Stones, Buddy Guy, the Buckinghams, Moody Blues, Clarence Clemens. They all covered that song. I thought Chris Isaac's cover was uh, the prettiest out of all of those. It's a seductive uh, version. It's a phenomenal cover. Buddy Guy's, though, version is my favorite. It's It's got an awesome guitar solo. Uh, the music is, I thought, far superior uh, from the start on the Buddy Guy cover. But even Buddy Guy's vocals on that cover that he did are just unique. And I, I love Buddy Guy's uh, version. Track three, song called Try Me or I Need You, 
uh, one of my f- absolute favorite songs from James Brown, Live at the Apollo. Track four is just a 12-second instrumental bridge. And uh, again, that happens three times on this album, so there's really only seven songs. Uh, one track is the intro. Three are quick instrumental bridges. Then that seventh song that I just mentioned is actually a medley of ten songs uh, mashed together, whittled down to just over six minutes. Track five is a song called yeah. Think. Think about it today. It was a top 10 hit single on the U.S. R&B charts in 1957 for Loman Pauling and his band Five Royales. James Brown covered it on this night, which was essentially a few years later for this live album. I like James Brown's cover. I like the original better, mostly because I'm kind of a guitar guy as far as what affects me most in music. I like uh, listening to a song with a great guitar piece. And that original by Pauling, it features a great guitar. The James Brown version uh, on this live album, it features his orchestra, his band, which is also great. Uh, It's very different, though, from the original not only uh, in its composition, but in its tempo, much faster than the original. And again, I do like the guitar much better in the original, personally, uh, played by the man who wrote the song, Loman Pauling. Track six is another 13-second instrumental uh, intermission, and that brings us to my favorite, I should say next favorite song on this album, because I have a couple, and one of my all-time favorite songs off any album now. You gonna miss me. To me, that's a diamond of a song, and it's called I Don't Mind, written by James Brown. It was released in 1961 as a single, and it peaked at number four on the R&B Billboard charts, climbed to 47 on the pop Billboard charts. Track eight's an 11-second instrumental. The next one, off Live at the Apollo, James Brown, track nine, Lost Someone. It's a departure from the rest of the album, because like I said, this album moves along very quickly, but it slows down quite a bit here on track nine. Uh, song's nearly 11 minutes long. Someone who's greater than a star. Someone money. Someone who don't let my I think it's a beautiful song. It's usually much shorter, though, but uh, he goes off script here in this live version. The studio version of Lost Someone's usually less than four minutes. So, again, this one's 10 minutes, 42 seconds. And the women in the audience loved it. James Brown uh, was performing to them. They they seemed to like this song very much. A lot of screaming during Lost Someone. In fact, at one point in the song, uh, it's six minutes and one second into this song. A woman screams so loudly and for so long I I I go listen to it. You can hear I think you can you can hear her tonsils rattling to this day. It's been nearly six decades. But again, perfect example of why it's so fun to listen to these live albums. What what it must have been like to be there that night to witness this live concert with James Brown and the Famous Flames at the Apollo in New York. 
it just it's just unfolding before their eyes uh, to be there in that crowd, uh, that audience in 1962, and uh, you know, and now they're they're part of this this it's it's like an audio time capsule. These voices in the background. Uh, it's, to be a voice locked forever in the tracks of an album like this, I, it's, just, it's amazing. I mean, you really feel like you're in the crowd when you listen to this, uh, James Brown, Live at the Apollo. It's not only in the, in the conversation as being one of the greatest albums ever recorded, it's in the conversation as being one of the greatest live albums of all time. I just listened to a live album by Cheap Trick not too long ago, Cheap Trick at Budokan. That was awesome. Very well done. Uh, the band's great, and the audience, and I mean, to be live, uh, Cheap Trick is just great on that album. And, and the audience, thousands of Japanese fans, you, you listen to that album today, and I, I swear you can still feel the energy when you listen to that album, and it's from 1978. Track 10's that medley I was talking about. It's a medley of 10 of his songs, James Brown. Uh, the first one is James Brown's very first, very first hit song. <laughs> That is a very tiny bit from Please, Please, Please by James Brown and the Famous Flames. He starts the medley with just those three words from Please, 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 uh, the night they recorded this medley live at the Apollo. And then he wraps up the medley with a little more from this song. Uh, there's an interesting story behind this song, Please, Please, Please. Very interesting. And, and behind those three words that he sang that night, that he chose, and he chose it for a reason. And again, it was James Brown's first hit song. It reached number six on the R&B charts, and that was back in 1956. And he wrote it with John Terry, a member of the Famous Flames. Now, the great story is is told by Etta James. Uh, she says that James Brown used to carry this old napkin, a tattered up napkin, around with him everywhere he went in his back pocket. And Etta James... Uh, lended vocals to some of James Brown's songs. So did Marvin Gaye, actually. But Etta James says uh, this tattered napkin that James Brown used to carry around had the words written on it in pen, please, please, please. And James Brown told her that he got it from Little Richard, one of the pioneers or architects of rock and roll. Now, I've been learning more about Little Richard since I've got on this uh, journey to learn more about music, and we'll definitely be doing an episode on Little Richard soon. But James Brown told Etta Jones that Little Richard had written the words, please, 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 on this napkin, and that he was going to someday write a song around those words that Little Richard had written on this napkin. And uh, Little Richard was, as we know now, if you read about it, was instrumental in shaping James Brown's music, big influence on him and his singing group, The Famous Flames. In fact, uh, the Famous Flames left gospel music after seeing Little Richard perform. Again, uh, James Brown, after singing those three words in this medley, jumps right from there to a little bit from a song called You've Got the Power, the first duet of his career with Bea Ford. And then he goes into I Found Someone. And after that, you'll hear a little from the song Why Do You Do Me? I know it's true. I love you. James 
Brown slips into a song next called I Want You So Bad. Again, we're still in this 10-song medley that James Brown did on Live at the Apollo. He picked a little from the first song of his career that doesn't include the famous Flames. Here's I Want You So Bad, Brown's third hit R&B song. Peaked at number 20 in 1959. You made me laugh. James Brown then fits a little in from his cover of Bull Moose Jackson's I Love You, Yes I Do. Jackson, a singer, saxophonist of Dirty Blues from the 40s. Then this. So many strange things Strange Things Happen, James Brown's 1959 version of a song originally called Why Do Things Happen to Me, written by Jules Cobb and Roy Hawkins, and recorded by Hawkins and his orchestra in 1949. And I really like that original version, too. All right, I'm almost done here. James Brown fits two more songs into the into the six-and-a-half-minute, 10-song medley that he did this night at the Apollo. Uh, he transitions from Strange Things Happen to his cover of a Teddy Powell song made popular in the 1930s by Tommy Dorsey. James Brown and the Famous Flames recorded it in 1959. Song called Bewildered. Bewildered! He closes out the medley with a little more from the song he opened it with, Please, Please, Please. Closing track on Live at the Apollo by James Brown, song called Night Train. And that's it. That's Live at the Apollo by James Brown. I'm Vinyl Virgin Vic Vaughn. Go subscribe, please, to Album University Podcast and give us a rating, please. Leave feedback. That's that's how we know whether you're enjoying this. And that's how we get better, too. Special thanks to executive producer John O'Lyle. Stay safe, everyone. Stay healthy. Stay positive. We'll get through this together. You know, that's how we get through everything. Peace. Thanks for joining Album University Podcast. For special content, upcoming podcasts, and other cool stuff, follow us on social media at Album University or visit our website, albumuniversity.com.